Hey everybody, welcome to another new episode of the Bang Boardcast, unless you're listening to this as an old one. It's episode number 198, I'm Chris. It's still new to them. I'm John. Well, unless they, Sorry, they're listening to an old one. Yeah, but if it's old, I guess if you're re-listening to this, then you really have sunk into a new low that even I haven't found, and I'm Paul. And <laughs> Come on, re-listening to one of our episodes that are not our holiday special? There's really no reason to do that. Unless you're really interested in the topic. Yeah. Which is, which we do have three topics every week. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the books that we are looking forward to coming out January 8th. Then we follow that up with our weekly rotating main topic. This week we're taking a look back at some books that came out in the month of December. Uh, we've got, John, they were all your books. Uh, we have, um, Dead Body Road from Image, um, Twas the Night Before Krampus, and uh, St. Nicholas, uh, Tale. And then, uh, what was the one? It was just Krampus. Krampus. From Image. Image and... Illegitimates. Illegitimates. And Midas Touch. Midas Flesh. Midas Flesh. Midas Flesh. From... I think that's from Image as well. I think they're all Image and, like, Boom. Uh, once Boom, once, uh, IDW also. Illegitimates, I think, is I. Yeah, or is that Dynamite? I don't know. I, I haven't read these since they came out. We'll, we'll take a look and get it, get it to you when we're ready, when we actually review the books. Well, Paul, while you're taking a look, I'm gonna take a drink, because we also do beer reviews every week. And this is yeah. 2013's Bourbon County from Goose Island, uh, 14.2% alcohol, which I think might be our strongest beer we've ever had on here. And, uh, this is a bourbon aged stout. Ooh, smell that bourbon age. There's smell a lot of that alcohol. There's a lot of that aged bourbon on the nose, and when you take that first sip, it's, it hits you hard. Like, there's a lot to it. But then it really does mellow out at the back end. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. like, a really nice, like, burnt caramel, like, vanilla. Yeah. Yeah, that burnt caramel's really yeah. nice on the back. On the back, it and is really good. The, like, the more you drink it, the less harsh it is, too, mm-hmm. up front. Now, so you do need to get more into it. Like, I have probably about, oh, well, eh, I've taken a few more glugs than you guys. And it's a lot more enjoyable after mm-hmm. that first one. Bur- you need to dip your toe in first to this. Yeah, yeah. And, and Bourbon County 2 is not a bourbon beer that you want to start out with. You want to get acclimated to what you're going to be looking for and what you want to get out of these because it's it's high octane. It's a, mm-hmm. it's a big one. It's also high octane in price, over 25 bucks for uh, a four-pack? Yeah, it was a four-pack. I, I spent came out with tax and everything, $25. It's kind of up front. It, it's got the bourbon quality to it, and it kind of teases that smoke up front. And then all of a sudden, it just, if you keep your mouth dry uh, for a little bit, that smoke lingers, but I never taste it while I'm drinking beer. Yeah. It just What's kinda, that 14.2% alcohol coming at you? Like, that's just bludgeoning your face. <laughs> very, very enjoyable. I think this is the best way to drink this beer is to split one bottle three ways. Mm. To drink a whole a whole bottle of this, you, you'd have to be cra- crazy. I think the best way to enjoy this beer would be to take your $25 and instead buy two four-packs of 
Founders Backwoods Bastard. This is this is good, but mm-hmm. I would prefer. I think I would take. I would definitely mm-hmm. take Backwoods Bastard over this. Um, we're planning on the next three years to have the rest of these uh, every year. It's a New Year's celebration. Yeah. I figured in January it would mm-hmm. be uh, a great, uh, great thing to continually try out. But John, January is always barley wine month, and by always I mean we did it last year. <laughs> And we're going to try to continue that with this month, too. Um, yeah, but, I mean, this is something to have right at the end of December, beginning of January. It's, or we I mean, like, this was bottled August in August 2013, so we could always just drink ooh, it in no, August. No, this is a winter. This is, a <laughs> yeah, winter. This is, beer. This is something that you, you drink during the solstice to try to forget that it's the longest night of the year. Yeah. This, this is, we were going to drink this last week, but... I had such a bad head cold that I could barely taste anything, and I didn't want to waste waste my money on not being able to taste this beer. $7. Of course, I think this might have cleaned up my sinuses. <laughs> yeah, basically <laughs> eight bones worth in a bottle. So yeah, no, and you know for a twelve ounce bottle, it's. I mean, it's definitely a good. It's a good bourbon beer, and it's it's got different characteristics than we normally get, and I really do enjoy that yeah. that. That burnt caramel on the back of the. Mm-hmm. I, I do wish they dialed the smoke was a little dialed up, but I'm afraid that if it was, that I'd lose out on a lot of the other stuff. But man, that that front, it's like I think there's oh here it is after a minute of just not drinking it, yeah. kind of makes you feel like you just dipped your. What would what did Scott say? Old <clears throat> producer, good old producer Scott. Dip your cigar. Yeah, so like somebody, like you, you had a little bit of beer left. It spilled he, into a cigar or a ashtray right. that somebody put out a cigar into, and then you took a sip of that. Yeah, I mean, something around like those lines. Or somebody was, you know, ashing their cigar in your uh, leftover beer and you drank it. I don't know, but he doesn't like the smokiness in, in beer. Yeah, he doesn't like the darker stuff. What a fool! He's an IPA guy. Yeah, it's understandable. And I'm a guy who's. Into the news. He's thirsty for the news, huh, Chris? I guess. I was thirsty. trying to move us along. Thirsty for Not all of the news. Not my best work, obviously. Take a drink, everybody. We mentioned Wait. the Segway itself. Botch Segways. Always take a drink. It wasn't really botched. It served its purpose. Uh, some news that came out this week is in 2015, Star Wars... Comic books, graphic novels are going to be moving over to Marvel. And when you say moving over, does that mean all the ones that were already published will now be traded and published through Marvel? Or those will just kind of stop being public produced, like new editions won't be published? From from the article that I read about this, it was just kind of LucasArts and and everybody on that part just saying they're happy... And proud that Dark Horse kept their tradition going for like 20 years, and they're happy that it's going back to Marvel, where in 1977 yeah. they printed the first Star Wars comic book. Um, I really didn't talk too much about what really was happening, except for the changeover in 2015. Um, I, I, this is going to be a big hit for for Dark Horse. Yeah, because I mean, how many books did they put out that were Star Wars books? And how, how many of them were good? Yeah, see, the here's Brian the thing: Wood one. the Brian the Brian Wood one. Yeah, and then they were just that 
all the, the time. Star Wars based off of the original screenplay started coming out a couple yep. months ago, but besides that, like Jedi Star Wars. Storm, like but people buy, you know, the the, people Republic. are buying those. Yeah, you know, there's Star Wars fans out there that buy them and and love them. But here's the thing: like Dark Horse has enough of their own stuff going that this probably won't be too big of a hit because they have other licensed stuff that they do. Yeah, but if they have like. I think it's around like seven books that all of a sudden are going to be gone. Yeah, but on the same hand, that's money they can put towards doing more stuff. Or money that they can just save and say, like, you know what? Yeah, Yeah, we won't have that shelf space, but honestly, how we should have the numbers handy. Like, But how well do those Star Wars books actually sell? They're... Hardly it's, in the top hundred. I, I, you know, from when when we were doing the brackets, you know, yeah. with comic book sales, I don't think I ever really saw them in the top one hundreds. And the thing is, licensing can be expensive. Yeah, you know, you're you're paying for the license, so you're going to milk it for all it's worth. So maybe they were putting out seventy books just to make that licensing, just to spread out that licensing. Yeah. And also, it seems it does seem that way. They also like, were getting probably a little like kickback from Bioware with Knights of the Old Republic, you know, being like, "Hey, no, we're going to give you a little bit of money towards this, this, these books because it's a tie into our game and get the excitement." And they do that kind of stuff too with Mass Effect. Yeah, they do that and Dragon, Dragon Age. Dragon Age, yeah, yeah. Bioware seems to have a licensing deal with them. So. I mean, this is smart for Disney to just get everything done in house. Like, no, the Paperwork that was signed is probably going through 2014. That's why we're seeing this in 2015. But that'll also put them right up into when they're going to be coming out with Episode 7, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm not... Like, I am probably looking forward to actually seeing some Star Wars books over at Marvel. Mm -hmm. Because I think you're going to have... I mean, one of my biggest complaints about the Star Wars books is is the The art art in them. Mm -hmm. And now you have some huge name artists over there that probably would love to work on a Star Wars book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that that is my only hope, because I don't think the writers have ever... Like, they've been able to bring in whoever they kind of wanted to write the Star Wars books. Brian Wood was doing his. And, yeah, I mean, you approach any yeah. writer worth their weight in, like, nerd cred gold, they say, like, hey, you want to do Star Wars? They'll be like, sure, why not? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would love to. And, I mean, hey, that even means the... Star Wars book by Brian Wood could possibly continue because mm-hmm. he has a relationship with Marvel already. Yeah, who knows how that's going to all work out, how that's going to shake out. We're going to have to wait another whole year. <laughs> yeah. I see, I I personally just see everything just starting fresh, fresh, starting new yeah. and nothing else. Uh, some other Star Wars news. Um, from what it looks like, the first spinoff movie is Looks like it's pretty much going to be set to be the Boba Fett movie. Which Boba we talk, Fett. We talked about this like what? Boba like, Fett. Where? A year ago was yeah. it? Yeah. Like because they threw out they threw out all those names: Boba Fett, Han Solo. I think even a Yoda one. Yeah. And uh, so now it's it seems like it's a little more getting cemented that we're going to get the Boba Fett. But that's it, just smart too. People love Boba Fett. Mm-hmm. I mean, no character has had less screen time, but become it, such a phenomenon. It's such a huge fan. Remember when people were thinking that the one girl during the pod race scene that was up there, that bounty hunter was going to become a big thing? In oh, yeah, I'm uh, not... Or a sing? 
I have no idea. Yeah, or a scene because Zam, yeah, Zam Russell was the one that was on Coruscant there. All right. Yeah. Cool. Sorry. I'm. No, 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 no. This like... is this is people that listen to that would that would spend time to listen to this podcast would spend time to know that kind of stuff. Unfortunately, the people on this podcast <laughs> aren't those people. But I, except for Chris, and I, I, I have I'm my glad one of us as being that person. I, I'm glad this is why we're here, though, is because we share that information with each other. Yeah. yeah. But that's just because, like, oh, it was a bounty hunter, and it's mm-hmm. a Star Wars movie. Get ready for some awesomeness. And that never and that, happened. But Boba Fett's not even that awesome if you go back and watch the trilogy. <laughs> no, yeah. He's, he gets uh, himself killed. One jetpack. Jetpacks are always cool. Gadgets. He's basically the data from the Goonies of the Star Wars universe. Uh, he's got the zip line that's supposed to work. That doesn't really because it gets cut by the, the oh, lightsaber. Okay. He's got the jetpack that almost kind of works, but, then but it's the, the only the only thing he did. So, he's, so basically, what Paul's saying is he's almost badass. <laughs> yes, he's on the cusp of being badass. And when you get the action figure as a kid, you make him badass in your imagination. He's well, more badass. Well, I mean, he, Vader's got to specifically tell him. Not no to, vaporization. Yeah, yeah. No not to kill him. Oh, no uh, he also, you know, stands up to Vader being like, he's no good to me, dead. You know, he wants to bring him back alive. Mm-hmm. And uh, when he's smart enough to wait in the debris for the Millennium Falcon to yeah. leave. Other than that, you know, Baby Feats gets killed pretty easily. He doesn't get killed, though. He gets out of that Starlight pit. Yeah, he does in the Tales of the Bounty Hunters Star Wars novel, which, which I is not which I have, canon. It's not canon, but I mean they were licensed by yeah. Lucasfilm, and it's taken to be like, no, this is it's the as close to canon without stories. canon. They well, because everybody was pissed that he died, mm-hmm. and they had been like, no, no, he gets out. He's a badass. He's, He's a badass. He killed the Starlock with a thermal detonator. After just like sitting around in it, ah, uh, did that get kill clear? him though? I, I he, read it like he twelve. Probably had ago. to climb up so far to get away, or wait until he was deep down in the intestinal Leave tract. Up so top, and like it does digest you for how many years, Chris? A thousand years. Good thing you'd probably be dead before that. Uh, I don't know. I, I read all those books, like the tales of the. Mm-hmm. Like Tales from Mos Eisley Cantina, like Tales from Jabba's Palace, because it's just giving background story to those minor characters that There's you see. There's Tales of uh, the Red, of uh, the Red, or Red, Red, uh, Red Wing. What? 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 what, what? Rogue Squadron. Rogue Squadron. Yeah, they have like an entire series of books. Like yeah. I read one of them. It turned out to be like the second book. Didn't Tom Clancy write any of those? I don't think so. Kevin Anderson was like Tom Clancy's dead. Isn't he? Like he's got those writer. Rogue series. For yeah. The, um, I don't know. I read one of them. It was book two in the Back to War series. It was okay. I played the Jedi, the Dark Forces games. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways. Hey, something I'm looking forward to is Guardians of the Galaxy. If you listen to our Look Forward episode, you would know that. And we just got our first official picture from Guardians of the Galaxy, and it looks. Eerily reminiscent to the first piece of concept art that we got from Guardians of the Galaxy as well. Just uh, them, like pretty much like in a lineup. Yeah, lineup are going to be transported. I don't know. Well, apparently that's from an actual scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. That if you were lucky enough to get into Comic Con or somehow saw that Comic Con footage, it was part of that. 
but it shows your quote unquote guardians. Mm-hmm. Andy Dwyer. And who <laughs> looks like Andy Dwyer? What's his name? Peter Quill. Yes. Star yes. Well, yes. Star Lord. The Star Lord. Uh, they did not dress him up nearly enough to m- make me think that. Oh no, he's someone completely different. <laughs> it's it's Space Dwyer at this point. <laughs> He's got that look of just somewhat like not knowing where he is. Yeah, that kind of. I think he's trying to. It's supposed to be more like. Ugh, he's kind of surly. I'm, yeah, I'm he's pissed that I'm here. Surly? But oh. it does look like he's a little bit lost. Like, <laughs> yeah. wait, this, this isn't but Pawnee. Just from <laughs> just from everything else, the like, raccoons have gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> like Gamora looks good. Rocket <laughs> Raccoon looks cool. Groot, Drax, like it's. Hey, Glamora looks. You know, Zoe, uh, Sela. Zoe Salonata. Salonata looks, yep, the most beautiful bounty huntress in the world. Yeah, I believe that. In the um, universe, yeah. And from what I've heard, with like what the other people have said in the movie, that Rocket Raccoon's just going to be so amazing looking in the movie. Like that's the thing you got to look out for is like how awesome he's going to look. So I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm still looking forward to it. Uh, we also, kind of on a related note, got some more. Official pictures from Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Um, new picture of Bucky Barnes looking badass holding Cap's shield. A uh, <laughs> few more pictures of Chris Evans as Captain America. Like another close-up of the Falcon. Some Black Widow stuff because they're putting her in this movie too to kind of give her something to do. Yeah. Oh, it, uh, it, but if any, if she's going to fit in any of the movies, it's this one that she would fit into. Yeah. Because it's going to be the one that's more... Well, mili- also, you're going to have Cap working more with S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. than you're going to have, say, Tony Stark. Yeah. Or Thor. So it it if, makes sense. If anyone fits in that S.H.I.E.L.D. world, it's going to be Cap. Mm-hmm. And also, Paul, you'd probably be excited by this. A couple more pictures of Robert Redford. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I love that that's like, like... That was the selling point! That's the selling point for him. Like Even my dad's like... Oh my gosh, the Winter Soldier looks so cool. Robert Redford's in it. Uh, he looks like he's used Ketramit for a face. Paul's like, oh my gosh, that strawberry blonde a go- a goddess is in there. I'm just saying. <laughs> is he's, at point of, he's at the point of his career where he doesn't need to work anymore. It's not like Robert Redford comes out and is still trying to do a lot of work. He comes out with at least like one or two movies a year. Does he? Does he though? I think yeah. one or two movies every three to five years that he got this. I'm assuming you got this script and it's like, no, this seems like something I really, really want to be a part of. Robert Redford. To the IMDb. To the IMDb. So IMDb has him doing, uh, you know, a bunch of movies in the past 2012, 2013, and then 2014. He has two coming out, but before 2012, the last time he did work was 2007 as an actor, so... Well, he took some time off to go fly fishing. Yeah. Because the river hmm. runs through it. I don't know. Was he in that movie? <laughs> he was. He, uh, he directed that movie. Yeah. He was the narrator. Voice uncredited. Because <clears throat> it was his own movie. Oh, good. It's good. It's nice. Uh, really nice to look at in a, on an HDTV. It's very peaceful. Keeping kind of with the Captain America theme, we can be expecting an Agent Carter TV series coming up within the next year as well. Really? Really? Um, yeah, announced from, I forget what the newspaper was, but it was like a British paper. 
Um, the, the Guardian. Uh, if that's one of them, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> the um, Times. The, like, they were talking about the actress who plays Agent Carter Haley at Will Atwell. I can't remember the name actually, but um, star like, and then they like be like star of the upcoming Agent Carter series, hmm. um, which is kind of interesting for Marvel to maybe do another series so close to Agents of Shield. Yeah, and, yeah. but this, this could be kind of cool, like a you know period piece. Oh, a period. Okay. Yes. That that would make more sense because right now, like I haven't kept on up on Agents of Shield. I watched the first I think it's four on or five. Right yeah, it's been, it's been on hiatus since, since the like Thor one. Yeah, November. Oh wow. Okay, so I didn't see the Thor episode, so I stopped watching it maybe one or two episodes before that. And I've everything I've heard was like, oof, not going so well. Like it just wasn't fun. No, I, I, it's, I've still enjoyed everything about yeah, it. It's it's a fun show. Like I don't know what people are expecting it to be. Like it's exactly what I expected. Yeah, exactly. It's a group MacGyver. Yeah, it, yeah. It's you, basically it, if you had a Joss Whedon TV show that was based in the Marvel universe about a team of people doing stuff. Or if he if he was just gonna if Joss Whedon was just gonna not Marvel related but do like a spy kind of show, this would be it. You'd have your kind of guy leading the pack, and then have his agents. Yeah, his, and then you have like his field agent. His everyone has their like little quirks. Yeah, yeah, and then and but you have the people who are gonna design the weapons or cure this or hack this, and that's what you have, and that's exactly what I would expect from. A spy show created by him, but just a spy show in general. And then you tie it into the Marvel, you have those tie-ins. Would I like a few more tie-ins to Marvel? Yeah. But I don't have to have those. Here's the thing. I think you'll probably get those as more stuff starts happening with the Marvel Universe. Like, we got that Thor episode was really cool because it came out right when... Uh, the movie, or, like the Dark World, came out, yeah. and it was like that perfect kind of symbiosis between them. And I was like, okay, this is what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. You're probably going to see more when Captain America comes out, when Guardians of the Galaxy comes out. There's going to be references to that. I think this—that's exactly what I want. Yeah. Uh, uh, no, I I agree too. I don't know how much they could do with an Agent Carter show. Yeah, because it it's so. If it's going to be like that be like period, based, period, period piece, yeah. It would it probably be like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. 1942. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, like them cleaning up the, like the Hydra bases that were, the, you know, finding them as they're like escaping into Brazil. Wink, wink, you know. I'd like to see Somewhere. a lot more of, uh, what, uh, Howling Commandos yeah, with her, like that would be up. a lot of fun. And who's who's to say it's going to be a television series? It's could be another Netflix kind of thing, or yeah. uh, you know, YouTube not YouTube based, but something like that. Uh, yeah, Hulu or one of those kind of things. Yeah. You know, Marvel's now known to do that. Yeah, yeah. I I, I had like no <clears throat> news, guys. Like I got nothing. Uh. A couple weeks ago, we got rumored that Denzel Washington was up for Jon Stewart, and that got canned right away. But the latest news is The Rock is going to be up for Jon Stewart. 
Well, that's what? that's just rumor because he tweeted that he just had a meeting with DC Comics. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, like, and that's that's seriously like all that happened. Like he put up on his Twitter, like just had a meeting with DC, get ready for some badassery in 2014. And a while before that, he actually puts a post up that actually said somebody asks him about be if if he were going to be in a DC movie, who would he want to play? And he actually put up Gravedigger or John Stewart. Well, there were rumors going around for a while that he would be Lobo. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would mean. Yeah, and even even a while before that, I think he was even talking that he would like to play like Black Adam. Yeah, that was something that was talked about for a while too. And I I think he'd make a good Black Adam. Yeah, out of all the DC villains, he's built for a badass Black Adam. And yeah. I mean, he's kind of already done that in the Scorpion. King <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> just without the pointy ears. Need a little little point to them ears. Yeah. A little Namor on the ears. A little Namor on the ears. No, he make a great Namor. But this could also be. <laughs> I don't think so. This could also be an actual DC comic thing, though, too. Like we could see him writing, like a Lobo miniseries or like a Black Adam series, something yeah. like. So I will say, I when I read the story, I was like posing the question. Each of Everyone, if you could see him in a DC movie or writing a DC comic book, your picks go round table. Well, I want to go less because I didn't think about this at all. Yeah. No, so. you go first because now you're thinking on the fly. <laughs> yeah, now I'm thinking on the fly. I, I want him as the calculator. Because <laughs> that would be Go against awesome. type. Because <laughs> nobody would expect it. Uh, actually, he's... I like him in the comedic roles. I think he's he's got a really good comedic timing, so... Uh, maybe doing something kind of more quirky, uh, would be kind of interesting for Wayne the Rock Johnson. So the Lobo is kind of quirk, can be funny, but it's kind of overly macho. And I think we're so okay. Past- he was the most electrifying man in sports entertainment, Paul. I'm just saying that. But we're just yeah. Here's the thing: in I'm the not- '90s, in early early, early 2000s, and then he came back. Like yeah. it's just. We're so pet, but that kind of Lobo is making fun of a stereotype that has been so, that we're now so past. It just doesn't make sense to me anymore. You know? It's yeah, that, but he can play that badass bounty hunter that mm-hmm. does have some humor to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm and, just trying to think of a different character for him that's kind of quirky and funny. All right, well, stop trying to think outside the box because my pick for both is Lobo. Okay. <laughs> because like. He has an affinity for the character. He mm-hmm. was rumored to be involved in Lobo before because there were talk last year about them doing a Lobo movie. And you know what? Even if that doesn't happen, I think having him have something to do with that character, even on the page, could be fun. Like, I would definitely read a Lobo number one written by Dwayne Johnson. Mm-hmm. Like, it, could be, it could be cool. I, I'm not a wrestling fan in any way it used to be when I was a kid but if I was to be a wrestling fan like now <laughs> at all yeah The Rock like he just, he's a cool guy Bizarro would be awesome <laughs> Paul, Paul's clicking yep. way over there <laughs> um, just googled like dudes that are big in comic books um, I, I think out of out of all the characters out there I think I think Lobo and that Lobo world would fit him the most I think because he can play that funny. He, I mean, it can have a lot of humor to it with him being more of the straight man. Mm-hmm. 
and with just like raising that eyebrow at like something like some guy shooting him and it not having any effect on him. But I think, I think I'd like that, but I also, man, he just, to me, really is that kind of perfect Black Adam. So I think movie, I'd either want Black Adam or Lobo. And if he was going to write one, I would say like Lobo would be a fun thing. Again, yeah, I would pick up a book written by him. At least that first issue. Yeah. Black Adam, I think, yeah, that would be a perfect fit. One in mind of Sinestro. I think he could pull off the really smug kind of thing, but we already have Sinestro going around. Uh, writing? I'd want him to do like a, can't believe it's not Justice League, J- J- you know, Justice League International kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, more of the comedy bit, because I think he could be really funny. Um, there's like videos of him at the gym working out, and if he catches people staring at him, he just yells, focus at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's what he does. Like, if you're just like sitting there on, on your elliptical and you're like staring at the rock who's just like pumping huge iron, uh-huh. he just yells at you, focus! <laughs> and like, then just like goes back to what he's doing. Uh, yeah, he's got a good sense of humor. Like, those, like people will be like taking pictures and he'll almost like photobomb himself in them. <clears throat> And then, uh, like on Twitter and stuff, he does all, like, when he's doing all the, uh, training for, like, Hercules, cause he'd have, like, crazy diets, like, it would be, like, The Rock versus eight pancakes, and giant pancakes, and then he just, like, rock one, like, underneath <laughs> it, like, really, like, kind of fun stuff, and it's, like, like, the, r- the wait, ro- wait, underneath it, like, Rinnan and syrup on the bottom of the plate because that would be that, awesome. That would that would be in great fact, too. From now on, anytime that I eat any food, I'm going to have to write something in mustard or <laughs> like Paul oh, one, <laughs> like on the plate underneath all my food. But yeah, it's like him. It's like it'll be a picture of him, and it'll be like The Rock versus six small pizzas from Pizza Hut. Rock wins. It's like a lot of, it's it's just like fun stuff like that that he does. Only for the first 30 minutes do you win that match. And, but he also does that just to show that you can eat whatever you want as long as you're being healthy in other ways. Yeah. The dude can eat like a whole gigantic thing of pancakes. Well, yeah, when he's, (laughs) when you're you're working out and putting that much muscle on, you have to eat so many calories to do that. You have to keep you fueled. Just be healthy. Just be active, people. The Just focus. Service announcement brought to you by Bang Board Camp from The Rock. <laughs> uh, I I enjoy the Rock movies. I, I I've seen quite a few. I don't think I, I I like um, Escape from Witch Mountain. Yeah, Rundown is that's when I really was like, okay, Rock's Rock's fun. Funny. Yeah. Uh, Southland uh, Southland Tales. Like he was really good in that, and that's when I was like, well, the Rock can act. Yeah. Um, I even watched that stupid uh, shorty. The, uh, not get shorty. It's the, the, the sequel. sequel. Uh, my dad loves that. He loves mm-hmm. the rock in that. Um, but the even some of his stupider stuff, like the, um, the one where they he goes to a crazy island with his stepson. Like it's really stupid, but it's oh journey two. Yeah, journey two. Like I watched I didn't that. See that one, but yeah. But you came home and I was watching yeah. it, and you mocked me in the left. <laughs> that did happen, <laughs> and I was like. Like the rock movies, like it was fun. Like it wasn't great, but it had heart, and it you was fun. You were just fun. watching it because uh, Selena Gomez is in it. I didn't even know that. That was her, right? 
I have I have absolutely no idea. Or wait, no, maybe it wasn't Selena Gomez. Might have been someone else. That's like I think it's the 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 kid from um the plays the the male lead in uh, the Hunger Games, isn't it? I can't even tell you that for sure. I know, I know. Give uh, the Mockingjay. Uh, I don't know what that is. Uh, (laughs) but uh, um, the Rock was in it, and then the shorter Hispanic guy who always plays Luis Guzman. Yes, he was in it. I was like. (laughs) Uh, this is great. The shorter Hispanic guy. Yep. He Michael Caine is in it. Michael Caine is in it. Vanessa oh, Hudgens. Caine. Vanessa Hudgens, that's who it was. Hudgens was in it. Michael Caine was a dick in it. Ooh, what? It was very dicky. There's a hockey player in it? I have not seen Tooth Fairy. That, well, that's, uh, but is there a porn I, star in it? Paul needs to know. <laughs> that's a side conversation we had before we started recording. See, You're welcome cat. for not being in on the joke. <laughs> I forgot that wasn't on the show. Yeah, it wasn't. <laughs> That's not. That was right before we started recording. Yep. <laughs> uh, what comic books are you looking forward to, guys? Uh, I'm more looking forward to this barley wine that we're going to Oh, drink. barley wines. Oh, barley wines. You make me feel just Now, Paul, you fine. were not a barley fan. A barley a wine. Fine. A barley fine fan. You were not a barley wine fan. I was until... not fine with barley wine. Until last year when we made you drink it for a whole month. And after that, you were like, okay, barley wines, I can, I can stomach them, I That's can manage actually, them. It got me into a little trouble with work. And in fact, <laughs> I had to leave that job right after that, uh, in February to start this new job I've been working because all I could drink was barley wine. And let me tell you, at work, it gets a little complicated. When you're going in with... You I thought you meant you were week. drinking them at work, and they were like, Paul, you have to go. <laughs> yeah, that's what they're Damn, John and Chris. I can't drink water. I can only drink barley I'm wine. I'm not allowed to. It's barley wine month. <laughs> to get to the next level. <laughs> Some people have to fast for a whole month, from sunrise to sundown. Other people have to drink nothing but barley wine. John's pouring them out. Yep. But Fill, yeah, um, up space. The one thing, barley wine. When I first started, like when we first got into craft beers, barley wine was the one that just would sit, just so sour in my stomach. And it's still one of those things where I, I can't drink a whole bottle of barley wine by myself, you know, over a course of a night. This is oh, this smells a lot more like a. Hennepin kind of like one or almost two. like a farmhouse. Well, it says live ale keep refrigerated, Whoa. which I did not see, and I bought it not refrigerated. Well, you bought it not refrigerated, so they were it's selling probably, it that way. Yeah, and we kept it down in my basement, which, which was it's cold enough. Cold. Uh, it's, you know, this is from. I would be surprised it's probably, if it's above fifty. It's probably more keep refrigerated instead of just leaving it in your trunk on a hot <laughs> summer's day, like just yeah. to keep those like yeast cultures active. I'm I'm it, done with this. Yeah, it's not very good. No, I'm not getting it. It smells like a farmhouse, and it kind of just yeah. has that Belgian-y taste to it. It does taste. Like it tastes. To it, too. it tastes more Belgian-y than any yeah. kind of barley wine. It tastes, no, it tastes more wheat. It's um, like a wheat beer. And but, I, ooh. This is from Moylan's uh, out of California, and this is like one of the most busiest bottles I've ever seen. Like it's yeah. got just so much crap going on it. And it's like California State Fair silver medal in 97, and so on. What makes this a barley wine style? Do they have like a description on there about this? Because it's... 
Our barley wine style ale is a rich and heavy ale brewed to a high gravity, massive body mouthfeel with hoppiness. Barley wines are, are okay, the hops. brandy of the ale world. This is a great sipping ale and a perfect finish to any meal. Um, and I don't really get any of that. Like I do get a little hoppy to it at the very end. Yeah. It's the ho- I get a hop finish. Um, you know, the more pine coney, not citrusy, not uh, not the citrusy wine hops. Um, the huge mouthfeel I don't get at all. I, I feel like this is a fairly light beer. It's got yeah, but it does pucker you up in the. It back. does. It puckers your tongue. Yeah. Yeah. It's a bit. It, yeah. I, nothing about this to me says barley wine. No. And I, it might be because. You know, it wasn't kept. I I think it's also we blew our mouths up with the bourbon country eh. too. No, I I think this is just not what we thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. I, I'm I'm. Uh, if you guys want to finish this, I'm I, I'm good. fine with that. I don't want to. I'm fine with just finishing what I have. I and I'm fine with drink. not drinking it either. Yeah. Um. Because. Uh, yeah. Nope. We have a couple other barley wines. I can go run and grab one. No, no, no. I'm I'm good with moving on to the next one when we're ready to move on and just drinking water for the rest this rest next segment, which is our list. The comic books we're most looking forward to coming out on January eighth. January eighth. I just have to see what people gave us on. It's like uh, it gets it's like three and three point fives. Okay, someone gave it a four, someone gave it a three and a half. So on four. untapped. On untapped. That's where, and if you want to follow us on untapped, it's just, uh, you know, each of us individually, right? Or do we have a bag and board? No, one? we don't have a bag and board one. That's, that's too much to keep up That'd on. That'd be weird. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's at like a steady three and a half to four. That's where we rate all our beers individually, except I, I am always too lazy to do <laughs> I just, it. I, I always off. forget. To do it, and, and then I'm like, oh, my phone's right there. I but you say you fell it. off, but basically you've just been drinking uh, Backwoods Bastard. But no, like, I, I've i been using it, but there was like a couple-month period where I just stopped checking into stuff for some reason. Mm-hmm. And now there's beers that's like, oh, I had this, I loved it, let me check into it. And I hadn't checked into it before. It happens. A lot of times, too, like if you're drinking, like your phone's about to die, or you're... Mm-mm. Nope, I'm always ready to check in. <laughs> <laughs> God, this is like... It, not a barley wine. No. Um, I think it, it a little bit might, too, be coming, going from that bourbon county to this, but a barley wine should be able to manage that. It should be able to yeah. say, no, no, I'm I'm a barley wine. That's what you're drinking. But, Paul, what book are you looking forward to? I am out? looking forward to Batman Black and White number five. Uh, this is, of course, the uh, used to be digital first but now it's just its own book it's no it's a collection of short stories written by and art done by everyone ever yeah (laughs) you know it used to be like no we're going to get like high indie work talent indie people to do this now it's just like whoever wants to write a story uh i had it up on my phone who was pablo uh, Rivera? Rivera's doing a story in it. So oh, nice. I'm, uh, excited to see <laughs> no, that. I'd, I'd really like to see that. Well, uh, you know, it'll be on my Galaxy tab for you to, I, <laughs> to look at. I just see. took like a big gulp of this to try to get rid of it, and I did get a hint of a barley wine to it. Oh! It had like a little sweet. So you gotta gulp it. You gotta gulp it. You just gotta go hard on it. Uh, nope. Not worth it to me to get a little bit of barley for it. You gotta swallow quick. 
Yeah, a little bit there. Yeah, a giant, a giant swig of it. It's there. You just need to really you still look. get that bitter on the tongue. Yeah, and it's still just like that wheat mouthfeel. Yeah, mm-hmm. just too weedy. Uh-huh. I had um, I had another one of Moil- Moylan's. It was uh, we have a stout downstairs, but it was a uh, porter of theirs, and I didn't think it was bad. I feel like a stout's a little bit safer. Than Again, a it was like um, I was fine with giving it like a three. Like it was. <laughs> Yeah, that's what it was supposed to be. Yeah. This does not taste like what it's supposed to be. No. Um, much like Paul, I'm looking forward to a book that is drawn by a bunch of people. Because my pick is from Marvel Comics, and it's Young Avengers number 15. This is the second part of the After Party two-issue arc. Um, where the Young Avengers and a bunch of other young superheroes are just partying the night away. Before the end of the series with number 16, um, written by Kieran Gillian, drawn by just a bunch of people. When you go actually on the Marvel website, it only credits Jamie McKelvey and Mike Norton. Mike Norton? Mike Norton. You got Norton here? Norton's over here. We got um, Norton over here. I know, I love this book. If you listen to our look back, you would know that it was one of my favorites. And if you haven't looked back on that look back episode go for it 2013 was a good year for us um i can't wait for more young avengers and hopefully it's done just as well as it has been this past year uh i'm actually looking forward to the outsider war part two from green arrow i think what number they are they on 20 i think like 27 20, or 26 26 27 the i'm having a shit time with this website loading on my phone that's the good thing about the new 52 is every book was relaunched at the same time almost except for the ones that came in like that second wave or that third wave so i'm pretty sure it was 26 or 27 yeah it's one of those uh i i know paul fall fell off of green arrow Mm -hmm. uh i've still been reading it i've been really liking it um he's back on the island he's going to be going up against these other clans he's going to be taking on the shield clan right now uh, I really like it. The art's great. Jeff Lemire's doing a great job. And, uh, I can't, it's, it's one of the few books that I'm still buying from DC. I've hey, pretty much dropped all, everything. They, they became the Weapon Master series. And I was like, you know, it, it became a little too, uh, Iron Fisty with the seven, you know, cool. seven kingdoms of, uh, 27. The 27? 27. Kingdoms? Issue. No. Issue. It's issue number twenty seven. I know, but I was talking about what was it, the seven kingdoms of you know, Kung Fu or Kulu yeah. Yeah, that was, they yeah. did in Iron Fist where and now he's facing there's there's the one person that represents the bow and arrow and there's the one person that represents now the shield I plan. I, I like that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's to a me, little reminiscent of remember the Kung Fu television show that was in syndication that was like on, on Sundays? Oh, you mean where, Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> not Kung Fu, the legend continues. No, the one where it was always the tournament, and then two people would be up against each other. and they're No, I don't know. Was, was Paul just watching someone play Mortal Kombat? <laughs> was, is this a thing? <laughs> <laughs> Every Sunday, his brother would play it. And he'd tell a story to Paul he, about the characters. He didn't want Paul playing, so it was like, oh no, it's a TV show we're watching. <laughs> it was basically... And then he's got the controller like under under a blanket, and Paul's like, what are you doing? <laughs> Masturbating. I'm masturbating. <laughs> Kung, Kung Fu. Kung Fu really got him off. 
But, you know, there would be the one guy that had the tsunami, like, oh, I remember this from drawing pictures for next year. <laughs> I gotta help me. I gotta make a note. Uh, 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 well, I mean, a little bit like The Way of the Rat, which was a really fun book. Yeah, uh, from Crush and written by Chuck Dixon, actually, where there were different rings that would give you mastery over a certain, like, style of weapon, like the Ring of Blades or the Ring of Saps. Like, and that's what I was thinking about when I said, I was like, I love that kind of stuff. Yeah, like I, I do too. And this, it, this fits for, it, it kind of fits for Green Arrow. Yeah. And to have him like, oh, the reason he can fight crime with an arrow is because he's got this ability. He's the best of the archers. Not only can, like, he was just really well trained in fighting just a guy with a gun and nobody who really mattered. But now he's kind of going to be that one step above everyone else. And at the same time, there's a lot of other stuff going on in Star City. Um, they brought the Diggle. They brought the Diggle character. Just wait till I'm done talking about the book. The Diggle character from the TV show is actually huh. making an appearance here. Um, so Diggle, who is named after Andy Diggle, Andy Diggle, the writer of Green Arrow, is now oh, in the Green in Arrow, Arrow comp. Book. Yeah. If it's ever written by Andy Diggle again, my head might explode. Uh, but I've, I've really, I've been, I've enjoyed it all the way through. And at this point, it's not a book that I'm going to let go. Paul found the show. The show's name was WMAC Masters. Oh, World Martial Arts Council. Yeah, it was on like Saturday mornings. Yeah. Yeah. And it was holy crap because it was on like after Bill Nye the Science Guy, and it had like it was at that point where I was like, I don't want to watch TV anymore because it gets shitty. (laughs) (laughs) I enjoyed it. (laughs) It's so weird. Uh, It ran from only lasted two seasons. He's he's just got the Wikipedia page up. We Uh, do, uh, Paul. You do have to pause it because I want to watch. Go. We got to go to YouTube. I need to watch some of this. All right, we're going to take a short break as we look up for some WMAC Masters of Magic. And this is a dramatic reading from Wednesday Comics, number one, page six, panel two of Metamorpho. The Elemental Man. Element Man. And I need Rex Mason. And that was a dramatic reading from Wednesday Comics, number one. Such a great series. Man. It was. Looking at it was. this Ezreal. And uh, Riso. But we all enjoy anthology books. Yep. Man, Neil Gaiman and Mike Allred. Paul Pope. Cadwell. Pimiotti. Jimmy Pimiotti. Pimi. Palaminati. Palaminati? (laughs) Yes, I can't say his name. It was too Italian. Great series. And Amanda Connor on Supergirl. Remember Aquaman showing up and having a clamshell phone? Yeah. <laughs> not, was, not, a, not a cell phone in the clamshell variety, mind you. No, no. It was an actual clamshell that he was using as a phone. Ah. Uh, good times. And I hope this beer is good times too, guys. Should be. They were voted America's best brewery. Who? Stone. Dead air. A lot of dead air there. I was waiting for you to go back. <coughs> you could have started talking more about the beer. Uh, I think Stone is a good brewery, but I don't think... I think Stone gets a little overrated. And, uh, I mean, they do make good beer, but a lot of their beer is not, like, stuff that you want to have every day. 
<laughs> Granted, when they do make it, they make a good beer in the overly hop style that they want. But uh, we are drinking Old Guardian. This is their oak smoked barley wine. Uh, 2013 bottle, an odd year release. I haven't even looked this up yet on Untapped. Uh, I'm excited for it. I bought I bought this. Oh, put it smells it on my, smoky. After having all those barley wines, so I was like, you know what? I need to have a barley wine in case I feel like I really want to drink a barley wine. Guess what happened? You didn't. Never felt the real need to drink <laughs> barley wine. There's so a this lot. is like almost Ooh. a year, probably almost a year old. There's a lot yeah. happening this. Probably in March. No, somewhere in, there. in March. I probably bought this last year. Um, yeah, it's got a nice. It's it's almost like that smoked sausage kind of taste to it. Oh, yeah, it's like a yeah. summer sausage. Mm-hmm. Like it, yeah. that smoke just it, it holds is a on. Meaty smoke. Even after you've like you finish mm-hmm. it, yeah. like, it's still there. It's still there. Uh, you do get the uh, the barley wine ness is still there too, but really, I mean, wow, really overpowered by. Excuse but me, still more of a barley smoke. wine than the. Oh, one, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like it has that just like sweetness. There's like that alcohol to it. Yeah. It is, uh, yeah, it's not enjoyable though. Uh, I wouldn't, like, I, I'd say it's, it's not something that I want to drink all the time. And if I'm going to tell somebody to drink a barley wine, yeah, I probably would say, if you want something a little different, try this, but mm-hmm. don't go out of your way to find it. Um, we should try to get a old, just a regular old guardian to drink to mm-hmm. try just the barley it's, wine. It's, so smoky. Like I'm yeah. afraid that if we had the regular one, that's all it would be. It would just be like drinking liquid smoke. No, the regular Old Guardian is just their barley wine. This one is oak smoked. Oh, I'm, I didn't know that. Yeah. So this is their Old Guardian barley wine that they aged in oak and smoked. I, I almost feel like I'm eating a Slim Jim right now. It's, no, it's, I'd it's, prefer to eat a Slim Jim. <laughs> yeah, I'm not snapping about that. that. But I mean, if you think of their uh, their smoked porter, like that yeah, is just yeah. smoke. Yeah, but I kind of enjoy was that. The tw- I'm sorry, was this, this the 2012 or the 2013? 13. 11.4 percent. Uh, again, like it's stone, so it's gonna have that overly smoked taste to it. But it, it's not bad. But it's you just need to not. Ramp everything up so much, but 12. that's why they're the number one brewery that everybody loves. They're not ours. It's here in Nevada, a lot of people love that stuff because it's 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 overly it's it's over it's overly hopped. But then we get on like Magic Hat's case or even Sam Adams' case for being playing it too safe. But yeah. here's the thing: we're like <clears throat> we can say that about Sam Adams because they do. Mm-hmm. Because when they come out with those different beers, like your Merry Mischiefs. Like the cherry, uh, the cherry chocolate bock, like the black and mm-hmm. brew, like those are fantastic beers. Like I would drink those. Like give me that, mm-hmm. but they don't. Uh, their spring beers are already out. Yes, you heard me. It's January, and their spring beers are already out. The they, Vernal Equinox is March twenty first. Their spring twelve pack. I'm trying to think of when spring officially starts. Yeah, it, it's, it's, Paul, get this, it's in the spring. It's not in January, the dead of winter. I understand that. 
Because I think pretty like two weeks ago, three weeks ago, I think we had the winter equinox. March twentieth. Yeah. yeah. So they're really pushing. They're really pushing the envelope here, because they're putting spring beers when it's three just, months away. Yeah, it's cold as hell out, and you don't want to be drinking spring beers. Yeah, but if you give me ground break, I'd drink some ground break right now. I think. Yeah, yeah, but ground break is a nice saison, like. Yeah. Saisons can you can drink any time of the year. I I do like something a little <laughs> bit more malty. And, uh, I like something really uh, like for my winter, like something really dark gets me through that night. Yeah, you know, it gets me through that buffalo winter. And they're from Boston. It's cold as hell there right now too. Yeah, they should know better. Uh, Ed was talking, friend of the po- podcast, uh, friend of the show. Ed, he's been on the show before. You can look him. You know, that's why he's a friend of the show. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we, every we don't episode, have to overexplain Ed. By every the way. episode, it might be somebody's first. Just like every comic book might be somebody's first. Uh, my friend Ed. My friend Ed. That's all you gotta do. Uh-huh. No, but here's the thing. If he had said that, we would have just been like, a oh, friend of the show, he's been on. <laughs> yeah, but if you just said, friend of the show, Ed, and then went on, yeah, not to deeply true. explain Ed to them. But, you know, he's been looking for his perfect couch bourbon. The bourbon that just, like, he can sit down, sip on during the night. Uh, starting at maybe like five o'clock and just enjoy for the rest of the night, kind of like the port, the equivalent to the summer porch beer. Yeah. You know, he wants to find this couch bourbon because, mm. you know, it's because it's so cold, just something to warm them up and, you know, just be able to sip and relax. That one I got you for Christmas would be a yeah, good one. I think so. Did you tell that, tell it to him? Uh, I, like, hey, I, this one. I have a standing date with Ed and Mary. Ooh. Yeah. To, uh, why can't, out here. why can't you guys sit down? Oh. oh. You're really going to make a short joke? Really? You said standing. You said standing date. Was. Yeah. Oh. I know. But then no, I turned no. it into that. See, I flipped it on his head. He was making fun uh, of me. Short jokes? I've, I've already done it by having the waitress put a booster seat in his seat when he went to the bathroom. <laughs> I've done it. <laughs> <laughs> and he punched Stephanie for it, so I have no problems. I have no qualms because he didn't pay for that. Oh. Uh, what will we review first? The, the, from Boom Studios? Midas Flesh? Yeah, let's do that one. It's from Boom Studios. Uh, who is the writer and artist on it? I'll have to figure that out. Uh, John, you kind of picked these all out, buddy. Uh, this is actually one that Chris, uh... What are we talking about? Midas, Sorry. Midas <laughs> Flesh. Uh, when this book was solicited... This was one of my picks for the list. Yeah. I didn't even realize it had come out, because I've been off the comic book wagon for a while. Uh, it's actually why I picked it up, because <clears throat> um, I figured... Written by Ryan North. Yep. Art by... Shelly. Uh, Shelly Paraline and Braden Lamb, who we oh. talked to... On episode 121, our Boston Comic Con. But wait, no, we talked to Shelly Gator. No, her last name's Paraline. Gator, like Shelly Gator was her, like, Twitter name. Oh, it was her Twitter name. Yes. (laughs) That was like, almost like a jerk. Like, oh, it was her Twitter name. I thought that was her maiden name and she got married. Okay. She got married to Brayden Lamb. (laughs) But she used to be Shelly Gator. No. She wasn't. Ever. That's like saying, like... I'm so confused. My last name's not Christopher Roy because, oh, you're C-Roy2814 online. 
<laughs> no, I, I seriously thought her last name was Gator. No. Caroline. My bad. Go ahead and explain this book, Chris. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. yeah, you, why don't you go for it? Um, this, this book basically takes place in the future. I just want to know what Paul's doing now. <laughs> he's he's like digging around. He, he like nervously got up and was like shuffling towards <laughs> the so shelf. Awkward. It was. So, it was. Um, this book <laughs> takes place in the future where a team of archaeologists, uh, archaeologists what? slash runaway freedom fighter, one third of which is a talking raptor. Yes. Who wears um, glasses? Who wears glasses and a spacesuit sometimes. He looks um, cute in it. Are uh, coming to investigate Earth because King Midas was a real person, and after he was granted his ability to have everything he touched turned to gold, turned the entire planet to gold because everything he touched became gold so he's then touching the gold so it spreads throughout even even the air like when you breathed in you were breathing in he was breathing in uh gold flakes and what's really nice about this is you have that future and then the flashbacks to Midas and the like the flashbacks actually became my favorite part because it's Midas and I can't remember the other king's name who uh, was Dionysus Dionysus's salience father. Silenus? Silenus, Silenus, yeah. Or like hanging out, just like being like, hey, let's eat eggs. Yeah, yeah, and he... How <laughs> was your drunk, stupid party? Yeah, like, and it, uh, the the reason he uh, Midas finds him because he uh, got son... He got drunk at his son's wedding or inauguration and was so drunk that he wandered all the way to Midas's kingdom. And then they spend like two weeks they, together. They just like palled around. Yeah. Uh, it's, it was a fun story. I liked the art. I don't know if I'd, I don't, I would not read a whole series. I could. It was fun. This uh, is the book that I enjoyed the most from, like, our selection. It, it was fun, and, like, the only other stuff I've read from this team was the Adventure Time book, which is a licensed property, so they have to play to those expectations. Like, they have to have those colors be the same. Like, the characters have to be drawn a specific way. This was just them doing their own thing. And it was a lot of fun. Like, the one member of the team, Fatima, she's just like, so like, boom, I knew it. (laughs) She's like, everything she says. That's how we do. Peace. After she says, like, everything, I'm just imagining her dropping the microphone on the stage. It. It fits. I like her being called Fatty also. Yeah. <laughs> it works. Like, when they first say, like, yeah. like someone's referred to as Fatty, and I'm like, well, who are they talking to? And it's like, oh, no, it's just, like, Fatima. Indian girl. Like, okay, Fatima. Makes mm-hmm. sense. I was really trying to find that, you know, story they did together. So upset. What? It was a short little thing. It was their creation. Never mind. I bought it at the convention. Thought I had it right over there. I can't find it now. But yeah, it definitely is. It's quirky and fun, and all the characters are somewhat likable. Uh, the big concept is kind of... Uh, I, I just have to give it... If I'm going to enjoy this book, I'm going to have to give that a pass. 
you know, because it's just kind of what it is. It's, it doesn't matter. It's it, the it, window dressing for in this the, is fun zany. Yeah, it's super fun and zany. Like when they approach the planet, there's a greeting like, system, and they think, oh. This is going to be great, but the greeting system is there to kill them. Well, they realize that, too. Yeah. They're yeah. like, uh, we welcome you in peace and but harmony. But you have to stay, like, 500 Please like, kilometers away. We, we're, you're currently 1,200 kilometers away. For us to... We're, we can only deliver peace and harmony within 500 meters, so please. <laughs> uh, it, and, then, and then when they're, they're flying through, it kind of reminded me of um, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, when they they come up on that planet, like I can see that. Like, yeah. I I lo- where, where they thought the defense system was there, but it turns out just to be a dead moon. Yeah, and then they're like, "Hey, but it's a big moon." <laughs> um, it's definitely a fun book. If you continued to buy it, I would definitely read them. Um, I enjoyed it, but it's not something that I would continue to yeah. buy. And like, it's just like that fun kind of like a one shot. Like them kind of getting there was a fun read. I liked it, but it wasn't enough to make me continue to want to read, like continue on in the story. I don't feel bad that I spent the three ninety nine or whatever it was to buy it. This is a book that I probably will read because I, when I heard about it, I was looking forward to it, and then I just kind of fell off the comic book wagon, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, so the fact that it was, it was here, I was like, oh, awesome. This is that book I wanted to check out. Every once in a while, like, Chris will come up, he'll come up to me, like, when we were ordering our previews together, and he'll mention, like, kind of a zany, fun book. And I always think it's, like, his way of being, like, hey, you should buy this so I can read it, kind of a thing. Because you've done that, no, like, with a couple things, like, oh, the Shaolin Monk, uh, Cowboy Shaolin Monk books um, coming out. Do you ever read no, those? No, because that's stuff that I think you would actually enjoy. But I had an interest in it before. Like, yeah, if I didn't read it, I'd be okay. But <coughs> I always think I, I think I talked to you about the dead man book by Mike Allred. And, uh, who's writing it from Marvel? Dead man from Marvel. Not dead. Oh, no. I have no idea what you're talking about. Mike Allred. Silver surfer. Silver surfer. Yes. Uh, Mike Daredevil. Allred. Okay. And Matt Fraction. Right. Yeah. Like, when I saw that, I, like, I was like, oh my god, I need to talk to John about Mark this. Mark Wade? You didn't talk to me about it, though. Because you, you had already picked it. I already, yeah. Yeah, like, you had already been like, okay, I'm going to read that. Like, Oh, the Silver Surfer. Okay, yeah. the coming out, not the yeah. issue, what I'm thinking of. Yeah, no, the, like, the one... It was our look forward, and I mentioned it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I beat you to the punch on that. Like, I, when I see some stuff, I'm like, oh... That's totally book John would read. Only maybe like forty percent of the time <laughs> am I being like, "This is a book John would read." I'm gonna push it towards him so I can read it as well. Every once in a while, I get that impression. Not always. Not always. Because I do appreciate it. Because sometimes you do miss stuff when you're looking for that. Yeah. And I do. I do. If it's a great, I love creativity. I like something mm-hmm. that's really creative. So when I see it, I go, "Well, oh, that sounds interesting." Does it deliver? Hardly ever. No. But I don't know I, why you still branch out as much as you do. Because every once in a while you find, like, Dayman. Mm-hmm. Dayman, I, it was such an interesting idea. I, I like it. It might take four months between issues, but I don't mind that. He also only likes it because of the whole, you know, joke, because it's from 
Yeah. Or to do no, nope. Always Sunny and There Zelda. you go. I was going to let you get to it. Yeah. Always Sunny, the Dave man. No, I enjoyed it. I, I uh, like yeah, it. I, I've read I'm looking forward to reading now. number two, but I didn't because I was like, oh, well, we, won't, we talked about one. Yeah, we weren't. it wasn't for the show. Yeah. But I put it up because it was something yeah, that you said you wanted to I read. I really like Brian Stolfries' art on that. Like, it's awesome. I, I enjoy the art as well. Did you read number two? Yes, just did. It was good. Mm-hmm. While we were recording, actually. <laughs> no, before we were recording. On but... his Galaxy tablet. No, actually, I read all yours because I'm logged in here as you. <laughs> I logged in as myself there because I'm like, I'm going to buy some books. And then I'm like, ooh, I will spend way too much money way too quickly if I start doing this right now. Um, It does. It does. It, I'd say it does add up, but I'm used to like when Chris and I got our books at the comic book shop, Chris coming back and being like, oh, here are your books and me adding it up and it like a month's worth of books being like. 40 to some something odd dollars so i'm expected to spend that much Mm -hmm. money and i've cut out so many mainstream books that i'm feel more freely on picking up these one shots and plus i was like nobody else is buying books i need to buy a bunch of number ones don't worry i'm gonna be back on that wagon this week a buying book. Here's here's the thing. Like I used to just buy number ones. Be like, oh, it's something to talk about. But then so much of it was just like, ooh, yeah, we're talking about. Yeah, that happened. It's a number one yeah. that we don't really enjoy. Like if, but if it looks interesting and it's a number one, then definitely do. Like, but if um, it's only looks interesting because it's a number one, don't. Yeah. Because we <laughs> we talk about things and we like things that we like. And and that's that one of the reasons why I bought Illegitimate yeah. was because it was a number one. It sounded like it might be mm-hmm. kind of a fun read. Yeah, it was. I, 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 illegitimate. Let's talk about that. Well, I mean, well, let's like we can finish talking about uh, Midas Flesh. Yeah. I, or I, I, I we kind of, kind of yeah. hit everything I, on it. I think we've hit everything, but it's definitely a book that I will. Pick up number two when it comes out. I would say check it out. Like, I would not give it a thumbs down. Yeah, I'd give it, it a thumbs up. Characters. And here's the thing. It's a fun book, and we're dudes in our 30s talking about it, but it's from uh, Boom's... Like, Boombox. Which yeah. is Boombox now. It's an all-ages book. Like, mm-hmm. it's made for everyone to read it. And this is something that you could pass off to pretty much anyone and be like, oh, just check this out, because it's one of those books that... It, it's fun to read. It's not overly comic booky. Yeah, and it's not complicated. It's not complicated. Like even the art in it, we haven't really talked about, but like the space stuff's really cool. Yeah, I, like, I do like the design of their ship, the which ships, looks very robot-y probe. Yeah, it's very like boxy, mm-hmm. and then it has wings attached to it. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful book, and even the scenes when you have everything turning to gold. Like, there's that panel of the bird, like, setting down to land. Yeah, it lands on somebody and then it turns to gold. And I I took note of that because I was like, wow, this is a good-looking panel. And it's also also a book that the colors are a little muted in it, Mm -hmm. and it works for the book. Unlike, like, like how we always complain about the Flash with the kind of muted colors. This book, it works. It fits in that world. And it works in some books. The Flash, not so much, but something like Hawkeye or the Gold Flash, like or the Midas Flash, it totally fits. 
And I, I would give it a thumbs up. It's definitely something for people to check out. Um, if Chris were to continue reading it, I would like to read them all at once. Mm-hmm. I'd like to read it once it was done. Yeah, yeah. Because month to month, I think I would slightly forget what was going on. Here's the thing. Month to month, I see this being like my palate cleanser book. Like after I read Batman and Nightwing, all my X all your books, All your heavy books. Like all my other books be like, or in between them, be like, oh, I just need something I can sit down, read, and enjoy. Not that I don't enjoy the books that I do read month to month now. But just that kind of book that it's like, it's light, it's fun. Like, Paul found it. He's really happy too. Okay, he's gonna look at the names in it. And you're right. Yes, was, uh, Brendan, I know. Brendan D. Lamb and uh, Shelley Paraline. There we go. This was really good. The Potter's Pet. If you ever see these two at a at a convention, and they're still selling this, pick it up. It's real fun. And they're not being swapped because they do the Adventure Time. Right. Book they were. They were really nice, and they were a, they were they were, they were a fun interview because it seemed like we were just talking to people just like us. Yeah, and you could tell that they like um they hadn't done it in like they, an yeah they had never before. done like an interview. She was really nervous. Um, like, it, Brayden was just sitting there like, like he, drawing. He, yeah he was drawing. He drew me an awesome beat up fin. I got an awesome Marceline. Uh, I love that fin, but. But really, she'd like she'd answer a question, and then she'd be like, "Is that good? Is that good? Is that what you wanted?" And I'm like, "Yeah, no, like, what? However, you want." We don't know how to do interviews yeah, there, right? Don't worry. That was that was four years in this, and we're just flying by the seat of our pants. Yep. They were uh, they were a fun interview. They were really nice. I really did enjoy them. that. Honestly, that was our first time in Boston. First time at the Boston Comic Convention. And that was a great experience, and that took some time because we wanted to talk to them, and we went back, and they were so they were busy. they were always swamped, yeah. And like I remember walking past their table to be like, oh, let's see if they're yeah. free, but they were like sitting there like talking to kids, and it's like, yeah. this is great, like yeah, don't be that guy that interrupts a kid, right? Like that that made me happy mm-hmm. as like a comic book fan. So why don't we talk about? The illegitimates, because, because I didn't because read it. Because Chris didn't read it. Because he, he was done. He was done. And this is, uh, coming out from Image, Image? No. No, IDW. And this is Jack Steele, who's a world-renowned spy. You know, he's basically James Bond. And he's had, you know, and just like James Bond. Uh, this was created by Taryn Killam, written by Mark and why do they do this to me? Mark Andrenko. Yes. And, and uh, Taryn Killen. And uh, pencils Killen. by uh, Kevin Sharp. Um, and this is the story of, like, as you're saying, world renowned spy. Mm-hmm. And uh, he finally meets his match after 40. 30 years. Yeah, a decade's worth of, of sleeping around uh, and, and James Bondy. Be, being being that James Bond kind of character. Um, so when he's killed by one of his arch nemesis, uh, when he's killed by his arch nemesis, the people in charge, which is like England and England and US, mm-hmm. and they don't, they don't exactly know what to do except 
England has been setting this up where they've been keeping tabs on his illegitimate children. Not only tabs, but grooming his illegitimate uh, children through Project Sire. And basically all this issue is, is a flashbacks of all his, uh, all of Jack Steele's exploits, you know, with his missions that he was on, and then all the, the women that he slept with, and a breakdown of them. And then going through the dossier to, then uh, the British officer going through the dossiers of all five children that he sired. And this is a, it's very reminiscent from another indie book that I used to read, uh, Dynamo 5, which was basically the same thing in superhero form. Superhero instead of the spy. Yeah. So you have a marksman. Well, you had a person with telekinetic powers. Yeah. You you know, you had this. Yeah, the guy with the strength. Yeah, you know, like, all that kind of stuff. But in Dynamo 5, what was funny is the big burly guy is actually the telepath. (laughs) Um, this, this isn't a bad book. Uh, the art, the art was really, I, I enjoyed the art. It was that realistic kind of cartoony, um, I, it, it's, uh, it reminded me a lot of like almost an Aspen book. Yeah, you know, it had that kind of Aspen, um, like just the- almost. Uh, it, it it reminded me. It's not like it, but it reminded me of like uh, what is it? J. Scott Campbell, Campbell like Danger Girl, kind Danger of stuff. Girl kind well, of. That's art. also. But I don't know if it were, was just because of the spy stuff. The, the spy stuff. Plus, they were like girling up the girls. You know, they were like up. Oh. Bond babes, you know. Yeah, it was the kind of the Bond babe stuff. Uh, it's a fun book. I I wouldn't pick up number two. I wouldn't either. Uh, I enjoyed the first two trades of Dynamo 5 and then fell off of that. Uh, even though I enjoyed the more, you know, like these kids coming together for like family dynamic. This was just kind of like, all right, it's it's definitely a setup issue. Yeah. And then they're going to bring this team together. This this was a purchase that I made in the break room because I had nothing to read on my lunch. And I was like, eh, it's a number one, and I don't think anyone else is buying anything for Look Back this month. So I'll grab it. I, I thank you because it was a prom- it's a premise that I would have been like, you know what? It, it, that does sound interesting. When, when you read it, it sounds fun. And it does – it is – it's a setup issue, but it wasn't – it wasn't a drag to read. No, it moved along quickly. But the thing with the setup issue, it didn't set up the characters that I will be reading. No. This is so all... this was like a zero issue, basically. Yeah. Okay. It was like a z- And I, that's what I was going to say. I'm, I'm still like, here. Yeah. I was going to say, like, this is something that you kind of, like, would do in a zero issue. Or, like... Tastes like carrots, right? I haven't had Edmund Fitzgerald in a while. This isn't right. Okay. After. How long have you had this Edmund Fitzgerald ball? Uh, Dark Beer Day. So a couple so, months. Yeah. September. It tastes like carrots. I don't drink August, mine. August or September. Yeah. Do you, do you want a sip? I had one the other night. I Did you give up the bad. sip? What? Did oh. I give up the sip? That's... It tastes odd. I don't know if it's because we're going from beer. barley it's, wines. It's probably the glass because I didn't have a problem drinking it from the bottle the other time. It's it's off. Like I remember enjoying this a lot more. I mean, John and I are drinking a side beer that we aren't reviewing, but we kind of are now. Uh, Edmunds Fitzgerald from Great Lakes Brewing is a great porter, and it's a nice smoked porter. It's delicious, and this tastes like carrot juice. 
Yeah, it's <laughs> maybe because we just had the the oak smoked that like we're our smoked is so unreceptive to anything beneath stone breweries beers because this does not taste right. Okay, I I thought maybe just because I haven't had an Edmund Fitzgerald. No, because I had an Edmund Fitzgerald it's maybe a month ago and it still like was good. Yeah, but it is. It's got that nice very level smoke to it okay. uh it's not you know it's not going to kill you it's not you know it's a, it's going to lead it you is, to what uh, dead body road or it anything. is a great <laughs> it is a time. really great porter um but no i took that sip and i looked at chris right away like Ugh. uh so are we gonna you hit the nail on the head though with the carrots because i just taste and i was like this is off <clears throat> So we're going to talk about Dead Body Road from Image now? Yeah, it's uh, also, it is from Image. It's part of their Skybound uh, story arc or whatever that it, is. It's their giving it, it's it's giving writers and artists a chance to do new style kind of books, um, just number ones. You know, not just number ones, but new series. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is from uh, Justin Jordan, uh, writer okay. who also did the. Um, Luther Strode series that I really liked. And also, he was working on Green Lantern. It wasn't Green Lantern, because that was Robert Venditti. It might have been New Guardians or Green Lantern Corps. I can't remember. Oh, really? Yeah, he was writing on that. Hmm, I wouldn't mind checking those out. And uh, art by uh, Matteo Scalera. And out of the number ones that we got, I liked this one the most. This is the one that I probably will buy number two. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is a cop who goes against the law after the men, the gang, the crime group that uh, killed his wife during a bank heist. So it's also, yeah, uh, a, either a cop or a I think she was guard. like a security guard at a, at at a, a bank. bank or, well, either or. Yeah. I was going to say, you see her in a police outfit, but that's just because she's wearing the blues all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I took it as she was just like a security guard there. Um, but this, it, it had, it had some little bit of action to it with a little bit of a car chase. Uh, a torture scene. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it, it, it's a, it's a, you it, know, re- it, it, a revenge. It's a, it's a revenge, gritty style book. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought it was, it's that gritty, I wouldn't say noir, but it's that gritty crime stuff that I like to read. And, uh, I, I liked the look of it. It, the look fit the book. It definitely did. Um, the look fit the book. There's just not enough to this book that made me want to go back to it. Because it's all very much just done as a, okay, things happened, someone's upset about it, now he's going to go get revenge. Yeah. I, I can't see this breaking that mold at all. No. I, Unless it turns out, like, someone somewhere is an alien or has <laughs> powers. Like, the, there, there's no twist here. The, there's, no, there's no twist except for, I want to read that story. Mm-hmm. I like reading that stuff. You know, I'm... So- yeah, I don't understand why we need a. Not every time do I need a twist in everything, but I do need it to be done well. Yeah. 
And as long as it follows through <clears throat> and does it well, I, I don't then need I'm okay. Oh. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no that's okay. Your argument? I, no, I... As soon as you said that, I realized that the fault in my review is I don't need the twist, but there's... No hook. There's no hook. There's if It's there, a story you're not interested it's, in. It's, yeah. it's, if, if it, it had, had a hook, twist or a hook... You might be more interested yes. in it. Okay, <clears throat> that's where you're going with that. But for me... I don't need that yeah. because revenge story. All right. Crime, gritty, art fits the book. Yeah. I'm there. I'm in there because it's a heist film and it's the, what happens after the heist goes wrong. Yeah. And, and you know, I love myself a good heist film and this is the heist goes wrong. Shit hits the fan. I was a little confused and I kept on flipping back and forth it, here because we do say the art does fit, but there are the two blonde characters. the so one hacker that was in the car chase. Yeah. And then the one blonde character that was picked up outside a cafe that then gets tortured by the toothless smoker. I think that's the same. It's the same guy. Yeah. Is it seen, the same guy? But here's the thing. Like, the because, like, when they cut to, like, a close-up of his mouth, like, he's missing teeth. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to, I wish I could remember his name, but they go back to him later. Like, he has, like, a full mouth. Yeah. So, so it, it's like it's the torture stuff, even though it happens before he's rescued at the end of the book. It's the same guy because the guy at the end of the book that's rescued by our cop who's going on the warpath after mm-hmm. these guys saves him. But in the middle of the book, he's being tortured. Can we say he's going rogue? He's going he's, rogue. Yeah, he's, he's going, going rogue. Rogue. Yeah, rogue. And his partner, his partner, uh, teeth. He's also missing his eyes. Yeah. His eyes were dug out. Um, but his partner, who also is well, his partner is a cop, knows yeah. that he's going after these guys and is giving them that kind I'm, of that head start. Or okay. all right, it's, it's not solid, but it's like no, but this happened, and then well, we were looking for these guys and we can't find them. It's just to, I guess, okay. So he doesn't die. He doesn't bleed out next to the car there. Yeah, he gets away. He, and then he goes back to his girlfriend. See, that's what I, I'm yeah. surprised about because he still is acting like he's going to get the money and he still takes a call from the guy. See, I don't think they're the same. I have no idea if they're the same character. Maybe to not. Yeah, I think he's playing, he's trying to play it. I don't think he really gets the call from the guy. I think he's playing it like he's still a big shot to his girlfriend. Okay. And I think they might be, you know, they could be in another town because he's not expecting that guy to get him. That was I, I I thought it was it was a little distracting to me too, that part. But sometimes story just doesn't. No, no, because this blonde here, that's a girl, that's Lori. Yeah, he mentions Lori though. Right. So I is thought that it was Rachel. Girlfriend? Yeah, his girlfriend's Rachel, and this guy is a guy. So honestly, I was hoping you say that. Hot, hard way it is. Hi, Lori. My name is Felcher Cobb. The, the Felcher. Fletcher. <laughs> Fletcher Cobb. Oh, oh, you and that felching. What do you do when we're not around? Uh, I, I torture people and then I forget who they are, apparently. <laughs> He's out of them. Horrible. <laughs> horrible, horrible. It's a uh, T that I didn't pronounce. Uh, but with that minor little thing, I, I did enjoy this book. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I do, too. And like Chris said, like, as Chris said earlier in this show, he's read all those Star Wars books. 
Because they were Star Wars books. Well, we read them. Like I haven't read anything. No, I meant like your 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 your, the novelizations and stuff. And to me, like this stuff, I I love reading crime stuff. Mm -hmm. I love reading the gritty stuff. Um, you know, a lot of the Ed Brubaker stuff. Yeah. If if he didn't always work with Sean Phillips, if this had Ed Brubaker's name on it, I would not have been surprised. Uh, I would expect something a little better. Yeah. Um, oh, fair. <laughs> but Ed Brew, I mean Ed Brubaker. What was the the Criminal series? Mm-hmm. The Criminal series that Ed Brubaker do- did were takes on classic crime movies that he did his own little twist to, mm-hmm. and that stuff like I enjoy. I enjoy I enjoy watching those old pulpy movies, those old crime movies. So this book fits into one of those things that I love. But do you love Christmas? I do, I do love Christmas. <laughs> There's one of the Krampus stories that I read. The other I did not. And and that one Chris didn't read. No, I read both of them. Oh, you did okay. read both no, of them? No, I didn't read the illegitimates. Yeah. Because, John, I deleted one. that message from my Facebook message. Yeah, I know. It's because it said right after that that you left the group. Does it say that? Yeah. I okay, I never Com- delete any messages. I do. on Facebook. I just didn't I realize that was a thing. Well, because I have other Facebook messages going on, and not to sound like I'm cheating on you guys, but when I go to my messages and it brings up like a billion of them, I don't want to hit the wrong one. I I I never knew that was the thing you could do. I just never did it. Uh, Let's talk about Twas the <laughs> Night Before Krampus. <laughs> we all read that one. A Tale of Saint Nicholas story and art by Tim Barron. Script by Ben Avery. Uh, this is the one where it's the black and white. It's all done in black and white, and it starts off with Act One. I wander as I wander, and this is a grizzled, not Saint Nicholas, but he's not really the first Saint. Nicholas. He's not the first Saint Nicholas. No, he's one of them. He's wondering what he has, what you know, his actions it's, have it's, really brought upon the world. Yeah, it's a Saint Nicholas that it's passed down the lines because. He's always in a war with the Krampus every year. And Santa Claus has one job every 365 days of the year, and that is to fan the flames of hope. To to spark it where it, it might die out. Because if that happens, then Krampus will win. And, and he's doing it because you can't let hope die. So... All the other stories about, you know, the whole bringing presents to every children, it's all blown out of proportion to hide the truth that he does actually do battle every Christmas Eve night with this horrific, ugly creature. Known Who's, as a a cheater? Who's a He's cheater? Who's a cheater? He's okay. a cheater. Of course he is. <laughs> he brings the abominable snowman. He brings anybody he can. A series of bloodthirsty yetis. A, a brings them. Snow... Snowmen that wish to feast on human flesh brings him. Yep, brings him with him. Brings him because he's a cheater. He's a cheat. Always tries to figure out one way to uh, to get an upper <clears throat> hand on that this, night of all holy nights. This book took a little bit to grab me, and it wasn't until like Saint Nick or Nick mm-hmm. starts fighting Krampus that I was like, okay, I'm I'm a little bit more 
invested in this. Yeah, it's a slow burn book, and I knew it was going somewhere, and I was into, this was the first book I read, so I wasn't like burnt up on you know books that I wasn't enjoying. Because sometimes, like when we sit down and we have yeah. this list, and we just read through the books, sometimes you can just burn yourself out. Uh, so I was like, okay, I'm intrigued. I'm willing to see where this is going. And there's these alien space UFOs coming out of nowhere, and I'm like, oh, he's a cheater. Is he bringing Martians? <laughs> yeah. Is this Santa Claus versus the Martians? That'll be kind of lame, but okay, kind of like, haha, kind of poking fun at the whole Santa yeah. Claus versus Martians. Uh, and then, you know, there's the twist. And it's like, oh, Santa Claus also brought help. Yeah. Which, were, were they like penguins? They were they penguin were, looking things, but they were they the were elves, elves of the something, something, something. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I read this probably like a week before Christmas, mm-hmm. so I really got a kick out of it. Yeah. Like, uh, and it, because it was before Christmas, like I did, I, mm-hmm. I had kind of that, it was a lot more fun to me. Yeah. And, uh, I enjoyed it probably a little more than two weeks after Christmas. I still enjoyed it because I'm, uh, I Christmas really, episodes. I really liked it. Before Christmas, it I demand fun... we watch nothing but Christmas <laughs> episodes. Like that week of Christmas, I'm like, Oh, we're watching a psych? Yeah, but we're watching a Christmas episode of Psych. Oh, we're watching a New Girl? We're watching one of the two episodes of Christmas <laughs> New Girl. Parks and Rec? Only the one Christmas episode of Parks and Rec. <laughs> you know, so, like, that's all I would do is pick out the... The Christmas episode. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, and it, so a Christmas comic book, yeah, that, that'll that strike me right up my alley. Yeah, I thought about year. sending them before, but I was like, I don't know what else is coming out or what anyone mm-hmm. else is going to have. And I just tacked those on to the end of the message. Because yeah. if nobody else bought anything, we need at least something more than three books. We usually just talk about three is fine. But, really? Because um, I think we no, usually we usually do more. We usually uh, do more. Yeah. But back when we first started, and I was, it was like I, one each. Like I didn't know. One. I didn't know. Uh, are you kidding me? When we began this, oh. doing the list or the, the look back, Paul would have a stack yeah, of books on like his lap. Books. And Paul would just be like, and I read this book, and I liked it. And I read this book. Uh, I don't like it. When I read this book, I was kind of hoping it would get better. But it, next issue, I think it's going to get better. Those were all X Factor, by the way. Uh, this book. And it, I mean, it, it took some time, but I was like, I think we need to like all get one book that we all read because yeah. this is this is even boring to me. But we also had another Krampus book. <laughs> we had another Krampus book. From this was Im- the one from Image. This is what, the one from Image. And this is the story that... This was not a standalone. It was. It's, it's an ongoing goodbye. series. Ongoing? It's not just like a two-parter? No, I think it's a mini-series. Nope. I'm glad I didn't read this one then. Because I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I had fun with that one. This, cra- this other Krampus book... It's gonna cramp my style. This, no, thank oh, you. Okay, go ahead. Introduce. Uh, this is, this is the book where every area that has their own story of a Santa Claus or someone who brings gifts, they are all existent. They all work together and have, I don't know, like one leader who would it's, be, they've kind of elected yeah. leader. It's basically like every country that has a Santa, that Santa's real. Like, we're not demeaning or devaluing, like, that region Santa. Like, no, that's real. But he, we also have Cinderclass or, like, 
So you're uh, saying a secret legion of Santa Claus? Of Santa Clauses, yes. They, they they're all real. And but uh, Belsh- so, Belshnikov, like the German one, he didn't join up. <laughs> but he's in a coma. He's in a coma now because he was put there by sugar plum fairies. Yes, the sugar plum. Somebody, some evil doer, sent sugar plum fairies to actually steal the original Saint Nicholas's skeleton. Which is then taking the magic away from all these other Santa Clauses. They are losing their abilities, and then the elves and, and are the, getting stupid. And the elves, they can't do, they can't make anything. Reindeers aren't flying. These guys are stuck, and they need somebody to solve this crime. So who do they go to? They go to Krampus. They go to Krampus, who's been locked away for decades. For decades, and he has got a TV, and he likes to watch his soaps. He's, yeah, he, I think he's watching like Downton Abbey. <laughs> yeah, I think like, so. yeah. And th- this is actually where this book kind of started to turn around yes. for me. But it's still not. It wasn't enough here to grab me. And then when I got to the end, it was like to be continued. I was like, you. Gonna ask me, and by me I mean John, John to buy another shoe, and then that's why when you said it's like a like an ongoing or me, yeah. I was like, what? Like, it's an interesting premise, like having all those like Santa, Santa clauses, clauses together to save Christmas, and they have to invoke Krampus, who is like that fictional character that was there to punish the bad children to save this other Santa. To save Saint Nicholas's skeleton. If this, if they said it was a two to three part series, uh, two is the max I can it, give it. If it was a three part, I'd probably be like, "Well, let me get two, and if I like two, I'll get three. If it definitely was a two, I definitely would be on, like on board. I'd be like, "I'll get the next one because it'll be even." It was a fun. The number one was fun. It had. It took a bit to get there. Uh, see, I, I like those Santas. I think a lot of it at the beginning came off as me as trying to be fun. Like the whole thing with the sugar plum fairies and you have like Belshnikov being like, oh, you taste like sweet and sour chicken. Like, yeah, it, that was just like, it, it was, ugh. it was when all those Santas got together and even when they were like, oh, <laughs> like in something that the Japanese Santa made because he knows how to make technicals. Wait, and here's the thing, like, the artwork is not the strongest on this because it was at that panel. I had to like click back on the computer, and be like, "Wait, is he Asian?" Like, I didn't realize that was supposed to be the Japanese version. Yeah, I, I'll give you that. Like, it, it, it's it's just a dude in a suit. It's cart, yeah. It's it's very cartoony the artwork in this, um, but it's kind of a fun. It's a fun premise, and the fact that like I. When I was looking up um, books going into or look forward, and I was looking at when oh, um, tell me this was going to be one of them. No, 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 okay, no, okay. no, 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 no. When I was looking up when the Silver Surfer book comes out, and I think that's in March or May. This had an issue number six. Oh, and this is something like one issue I would expect. Two issues like leading up to Christmas. Yeah, I I did not understand why this didn't end with a Christmas issue, yeah. and why this is going on more than 
at the most three issues. Because it was that whole like, okay, it's another Krampus book. After this other really like dark and gloomy Krampus story, that's actually very well done. I thought it was extremely well done. It's, but it was like oh. just the night the night before Krampus, and that was just a like a a silly thing. Ninety nine cents. It was ninety nine wow, cents. Okay. So I was totally in for it. Yeah, yeah. This, if it one issue, two issues, bringing all those Santa Clauses together, kind of giving, just had like no, this happened. It's bringing that. The rules to Santa Claus that we kind of got with Jeff Johns doing Green Lantern. And I know that's like one of those weird things to say. It's so comic booky, but it's very much like, no, everything you've read does happen. It's all true. Yeah. If, if number one came out in November and number two finished up the week before Christmas, yeah. it would be a great, it would be a great little series. <laughs> it would be a great two issue thing. But seeing up to issue number six. Like, yeah. <clears throat> When I saw that, I was like, well, I'm not going to be buying any more. Uh, like I said before, three issues would be like my nope out. Yeah, I would buy, if I knew it was three, I'd buy number two. And if number two led me into really wanting to get number three, I would. But, I mean, it's it's an ongoing series that I won't be reading anymore I, of. I like the St. Krampus who's the warrior that looks like... The dude from Last Crusade <laughs> more than all the Santa Clauses in the world. Yeah. I don't know which one that is. Cause but he, that doesn't you matter. didn't read it. I didn't read it. Uh, but I mean. I'm trying to think of who would look like the guy from the Last Crusade. Actually, I think he might be talking about the Twas the Night Before Christmas one. Cause he does. That's the one that looks like him. Oh yeah, the, he looks like. Uh, but. He does look. Like, uh, the, the brother that found the Holy Grail. Yeah. So, uh, I think that's gonna wrap up our look back. Uh, if, if you haven't liked the two, last two months where it's all been indie stuff, these guys finally say that they're gonna be buying their own comic books, so then we can, uh, start reading more mainstream stuff for you guys. Mm-hmm. But, uh, hey, thanks for everyone, uh, tagging along with my indie books. Hey, it's been a nice indie book refresher. Out of this, three books that I I liked, two books, well, the the Krampus was just a one-shot, Twas the Night Before Krampus. That's probably the one that I enjoyed the most. Uh, And the only reason I bought that was because it was 99 cents. Um, But Dead Body Road is something I'll still read, and if Chris Mm -hmm. is going to buy Midas Flesh, I'll continue reading that. Um. But no, I I always I always like to try out those indie books. I like to be the indie side of the two mainstream guys. Because you are you yeah, yeah, you guys I, are mainstreams, and mainstream, Paul yeah. Paul rarely buys anything outside of those mainstream. But we we talked about yeah. this because a lot of them tend just to be not great. No, they don't. And I will I I will agree to that. But I tried something new. In one out of one out of ten books, if it's something that I would keep reading, I'm happy with. Suicide Risk, I really like Suicide Risk. I've been keeping up on that. Uh, I'd keep up on um, Roots. What was the one with the uh, the detect the chin music? 
Chin music. No, I didn't. Ten I, grand. Ten grand. Ten grand. I liked ten Chin grand. Music was the Chin one music was bad, that, and I, I did it. get. Which one was the one that you liked? Uh, ten grand two. was the one I liked. Keep ten grand was good. Chin music. I did get like two and three out of that because previews. I kept ordering it. But Daymen, Daymen's yeah. one. I really liked that. I'd keep up on that. Cool beans. So two. one out of five. One out of ten. <laughs> Midas Flesh I really liked and The Night Before Krampus I really liked like those two like I'm glad The Night Before Krampus mm-hmm. was one shot it took a few pages to win me over but it did just like if, Saint Nick trying to bring like by, hope like, by the end of that book I, I was really psyched for Christmas yeah I'll probably read it right before Christmas again it'll probably be added into my two comic it'll be the second comic book that I re- read right before Christmas Batman. 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 Uh, Detective Comics. No, Detective Comics issue, whatever it was. With oh, I looked it up, too. I, I know, we, we talked about it on the show. Oh, we always have this discussion <laughs> yeah. every year, too. Yeah. Those are, these are going to be the two issues that I read before Christmas. Yeah. That'll be great. And uh, I will always read our ratings and reviews that you can find <laughs> over at iTunes.com, because uh, I love the ratings and reviews on iTunes. If you found us, then you know where to leave it. You do. And hopefully you love us enough that you not only leave a rating review, but you follow us on the other ways. Not only by subscribing to our podcast, but by liking us over on the Facebook. You can post your musings there about our episodes, or if you see something you think we should talk about, you can always leave us a link there. I, or, go ahead. I always get excited when I see we get a new like, and I always get more excited when I see someone... Like friend of the show, Steve posts something onto it. He puts a he puts a lot of stuff up there for us, which yeah. is always appreciative. The Guardians of the Galaxy post uh, picture was there. That's how I saw it. Yeah, and uh, he's he got us into Hawkeye and Thor. Yep. So uh, we uh, two of the books that we <laughs> talked about in our look back, and two books that I continue on, especially at Marvel, I continue on buying. Uh, so yeah. You can Thank tweet you at and us at Begmord. So find us. Email us at contact at begmordcast.com or individually at Chris Paul or John at begmordcast.com. Mm-hmm. And if you misspell our names, don't worry, it'll automatically be filtered to contact at begmordcast.com. Did it get there eventually? No, 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 oh. because you I yeah, emailed you... it to begmord.com. It's begmordcast I... for email. I was about to say, like, I know what our email is, but then I realized, no, I no, emailed no, it to the wrong one. <laughs> and if, right. if you find bagged and boarded, you will find us after that. Yeah, you probably will. You found the wrong place. We're, We're better. Bagged and boarded. <laughs> We're better, and we still welcome you. Yeah. Thanks for listening. <laughs>